Thank you for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I've been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast is about my experience behind the story, my experience doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. This is episode 32. I'm saying that very casually, but I can't believe we started this podcast over a year ago and we're still powering it through. Thank you again for listening and to every new person that discovers us. Hey, welcome. You can find us on every platform by going to picturesoflily.com where you can subscribe or follow us. And also connect to us on SoundCloud, YouTube, Pandora, and Amazon. Although it's really best to listen to the podcast straight from the source at picturesoflily.com as it is the best audio quality. In this episode, I'm going to talk about my experiences with the band Ride. Here are a few snapshots of my Ride experiences. For those of you who may not know, Ride is one of the early 90s bands who fell under the shoegaze genre. This included other groups like My Bloody Valentine and Lush and Jesus and Mary Chain, amongst others. All of which, I have to say, I strongly disliked at the time. I had a group of friends, the same ones that got me to like The Smiths and to appreciate Depeche Mode, And we were obviously deep into our music. We were over 18, so old enough to do what we wanted, but young enough so that we still loved our music and we could make that our main focus activity-wise. They all loved Ride, and all the other bands like Ride. I wouldn't even let them play the music when I was around. They all went to see Ride play. I told them I was not spending $12.50 on a ticket to see a band I did not like. Oh, but I was so wrong. Very typically, as soon as Ride broke up in 1996, I started getting into their music. And all of a sudden, I was deep, deep, deep into them. And they didn't exist anymore, which was such a kick in the pants. Over the years, I have played their music so much, always regretting that I was too stupid to like them in time. I did see Mark Gardner, one of the main guitarists, vocalists of the band, perform his solo material. And I saw Andy Bell, the other main guitarist, vocalist, many times as he was in Oasis and later in BDI. In fact, he made me check his face for lipstick marks before he went on stage at a BDI show because I had done that for another one of the guys in the band whom I saw had a huge red lipstick mark on his face from his friend's girlfriend. Then in 2014, the news whipped around the world that there was a huge black banner down the side of a building in Barcelona with the word ride on it in the band's instantly identifiable font. 
That was all that was needed to announce that Ride had reformed for some shows. That banner was for Primavera Sound, which they headlined the following year. Two and a half years later, I was sitting on FaceTime with Mark and Andy to talk about the new Ride album, Weather Diaries. And this is what Mark told me about the band reforming. I personally felt had I not done this, it would have probably haunted me for the rest of my life. Ride wasn't going away, even when we weren't doing it. The demand for us to play again was a deafening roar that was getting bigger and bigger. In the space of two years, I went from playing an acoustic show to 40 or 50 people to ride headlining Primavera Sound to 40,000 people. Weather Diaries is one of those impossible-to-make albums. It carries so much weight and expectations from fans like myself, and with 20 years since Ride's last album, there's so much pressure on the band about what they are going to sound like. This is what Mark told me it was like for the band. We are totally aware of how strong the legacy is. If you want to kill your legacy, come back as a pastiche of what you were. It's the ultimate challenge in a way. Ride grew in our absence. We're the people, but the music has its own life. I'm really pleased it has done what it's done. That's all we could have hoped for. That anything we set out to do stands the real important test, which is time. It seems you never know Which direction life will blow I did tell both of them how I became a fan after they broke up the first time, and they told me that was quite common for them. I love Weather Diaries, and when we finally got to see them live, I was super excited to hear those songs, as much as I was about the old ones. And when they started to play the first song, Lanoi Point, which is from Weather Diaries, I was crying uncontrollably. We hung out after, and I told Mark about my crying, and he looked really concerned, like that was a bad sign. And I assured him it was from overwhelming emotion. I was just so grateful to be able to see Wright play. And if Weather Diaries wasn't fantastic enough, they came back in 2019 with This Is Not A Safe Place, which is truly what their second album should have been. We saw them play again, and I managed not to cry, but I was just as emotional as the first time. What's interesting is so many later fans like me, and of course their original fans, were so devastated about Ride breaking up. And we imagine that they must have had a huge falling out to break up so suddenly and stay broken up for so long. This is what Andy told me. The bad side of being in Ride was all to do with youth. We started out as being 17, 18-year-olds in a band. It happened all too quick and we couldn't deal with it. And Mark told me, once the bubble had burst and we'd crashed, it was a matter of weeks before we'd started talking. It was really difficult. It's like any relationship when it goes wrong at the end. It's raw. It's a love thing as well as a band thing. Also, I think there was immense relief because it needed to crash at that point.
And that's a partial snapshot of my experiences with Ryan. I have to say this episode happened on the insistence of Lawrence, who only discovered Ride when I was working on my first interview and instantly became a huge fan. He's been asking for us to do an episode on them and a second part episode on the producer of the two later Ride albums, Errol Alkan, since we started the podcast. And so we're finally doing it. In the next episode, I will be talking about my experiences interviewing Errol Alkan, who is a renaissance man of many talents. You can find the article on Ride, which was originally published in the summer 2017 issue of Under the Radar magazine at undertheradarmag.com. And if you want to prep yourself for the next episode, you can find the second article on Ride, which is an interview with Errol on the recording of the Reformation albums at mixonline.com. Both articles are linked at picturesoflily.com. From myself and my co-producer, director, editor, Lauren Schroeder, thanks for listening. And if you have a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so and please rate and review. You can connect to us on picturesoflily.com and from there you can choose your preferred podcast platform or SoundCloud or YouTube or Pandora or Amazon. You can also find the playlist for the podcast episodes on Spotify and YouTube. Thanks for listening. Pictures of Lily.